Today, as I have been praying about the word of God um, that he has given me to share with, with you, the Lord placed on my heart to share the vision of this house. We had about 180 leaders at our leadership summit in August, um, and we were able to learn and go through the new vision and mission of our church. We spent a year looking at our church, evaluating our church, surveying the walls, so to speak, just like Nehemiah surveyed the walls of Jerusalem when they were torn down. They were burnt. The gates had all been burned down. Well, we took the time during the pandemic to pray about what God would do in us as a church. And the fresh vision and fresh word that he had given to us for Mission Ebenezer. And so God placed it on my heart to share it with us today. Any who are following us along at home, online, wherever you may be. I pray that the, the mission and the vision of our church will bless you. Church, as you hear and as you listen, I pray that you would open your heart and your mind. Should God be calling you to join forces here at the mission with us? It's a new beginning. It's a new day. The Lord has shaken some things up. The Lord's been shaking the bushes, lifting up rocks. God's done a lot of work. He's done a lot of things. And he's bringing us to the place of understanding the work that he has for us. Can I hear an amen? Right there where you are, would you just bow your head with me as we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, I thank you for today. I pray, Lord, that you would bless this word. I pray that, that you would bless the words that come out of my mouth. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would open the mind, the heart, and the eyes of your people so that we might see, Father God, this new work that you are doing in us. The kingdom of heaven is here. Lord God, you are here. We are here. And we are listening. And we are ready. Thank you for leading us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for guiding us. I pray this in Christ's name and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Welcome to Mission Ebenezer Family Church. Friends and family, on this 10th day of October, the year of our Lord. We're so glad that you guys have all joined us today. At Mission, we invite you to Worship with us as we draw closer to the Lord through prayer. Being edified through the ministry of the word. And being sent by Jesus in service to the world. Our theme for this past year has been by his grace. Because it's only by his grace that he has brought us this far. And it's by Ebenezer that we shall continue. Ebenezer meaning rock of help. When the Lord gave us the vision to renovate our sanctuary, he gave us Nehemiah 1.9. And Nehemiah 1.9 says this. 
But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if you're exiled people, and that was us, we were exiled. We were in a diaspora, which means scattered throughout the world, stuck in our homes, having to abide by the laws of the land that were set in place on March 19th here in the United States of America of 2020. Even if you're, you're exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place that I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. And that place is this house of worship. That place is this sanctuary. We set out and had a goal of raising $100,000 in the middle of a pandemic for the glory of God. And we, we raised over $150,000 together to beautify the sanctuary for this day and the days to come. Hallelujah. I want to say thank you for your faithfulness. I want to th say thank you for every dollar, every quarter, every dime, every nickel, every penny that you gave from your heart to this house and to our God. Thank you. We are one church, one body. So let us draw our hearts together, preparing ourselves and our church for the ministry that he has set aside specifically and uniquely for us. We have a calling. And we're hearing God's word over our lives. Jesus has given us the kingdom. And we are living out the kingdom in our relationships. Can I hear an amen? So thank you for saying yes to the Lord, people of God. A little bit about our church identity. We are Mission Ebenezer Family Church, or the mission. We're a multicultural, multi-generational, family-oriented Pentecostal church that seeks to be a lighthouse in Los Angeles and to, to see the kingdom of heaven light up every life that we encounter. We're, we're a church on a mission. And that mission is to restore, equip, and send people to impact the world for Christ. We will do this through commitment to worship, prayer, the word, and service. You're going to be hearing a lot more about these things, and you're going to be seeing a lot more as our church design team brings them out and fleshes them out for us to be reminded of it on a regular basis throughout our five acres and 150,000 square feet that are under roof here on this campus. A little bit about our mission statement, if, if I can flesh it out for us. The purpose of our mission is to clearly articulate why our church exists and to describe the mission that we all commit to living out day in and day out as a response to the problem and in hopes of living out the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19, which says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, every ethnos, 
baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen? You may be asking yourself right now, what problem? What problem are we seeking to respond to? What problem are we seeking to answer? What problem are we seeking together as a people to mend? This problem is the problem of broken relationships that breed brokenness in the world. The first broken relationship that we seek to address is the relationship between us and God. And that is why to restore is what God has called us to do, to bring people into a fully and wholly restored life with Father God. Amen? Then we believe God has called us. Once we are restored, somebody say, once we are restored. Once we are restored, God has called us into the process of restoring relationships with one another and those who we live with in the world. So God restores our relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. And then once we receive Jesus Christ, you become Christ to one another. You become the kingdom of heaven to one another. When a brother or a sister or a father or a mother have a need, we meet it because we can. And that's the kingdom. We believe the role of the church, Mission Ebenezer, is to provide the opportunity for this restoration to take place. Can you just see that process of restoration taking place? Raise your hand if you've seen the restorative power of the Holy Spirit in your own life. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. Give God some praise, Mission Ebenezer. Give God some holy praise. Thank you, Jesus. And so we believe we're a part of the answer to the problem of brokenness in the world, which is why we have to take so seriously our relationship with one another. Because who is God if it isn't you, if it isn't me, if it isn't our neighbor? To love God means you love your neighbor. To demonstrate an obedience to Christ means that you love your enemy. Because Jesus taught us to love our enemy, even though it may be difficult. Everything is possible to him who believes. The Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. So if you don't love your neighbor or your enemy, then God doesn't exist to you. But we believe the church is called to believe Jesus at his word. And to take him at his word. And God's calling us to do it better than ever before. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we receive Christ and we give Christ away, we become a lighthouse pointing to him. But that lighthouse becomes you. It becomes your actions. It becomes your love. It becomes your obedience. It becomes over, overcoming the challenges that we face in our own lives. It may, become, it may be to overcome our past. It may be to overcome our hurt. 
It may be to overcome the mistakes that we've made and to learn how to forgive ourselves. That is actually loving God when you love yourself and you forgive yourself. Isaiah 59 verse 2 says, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. We believe that we as a church have been called to receive Jesus Christ so that our sins may be forgiven and pardoned. And in doing so, the Lord would hear us when we call upon him and cry out his name. Now I'd like to unpack our mission statement. Mission Ebenezer. And I pray this is something that we can all commit to memory or at least have handy these next three operative words that are a part of our mission statement. We exist to restore, equip, and send people to impact the world for Christ. That's our mission statement. For many years, we've had a big, large sign over here on the the corner of Torrance and Figueroa that says, impacting the world one family at a time. Well, yes, we are a family church, but we're going to expand upon that. And we're going to be changing the sign. It's going to say we exist to restore, equip, and send people to impact the world for Christ. We will always be a family church. We will always have our youth and our children and the generations at the heart of everything that we do. But we want to go beyond only being identified as a family church where, where somebody maybe might not understand that this could be a church for them as well. There may be people that may not belong to an immediate family and may, may feel that this is not a place where they can grow. We want to expand the cords of our tent. God is calling us to expand our territory while we continue to minister to the, to the family, through the father, through the husband, through the various blended families and structures throughout our church and our community, this county, this state, and our nation. Can I hear an amen? amen. To restore comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 20. If you have your Bible, you can follow along. It says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone away. The new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as God were making his appeal through us. Can I hear an amen? We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Be restored to God. Be restored to one another. Hallelujah. To equip. In the 21st century, God is calling the church to another, another level of obedience. 
It's nothing different from the gospel message that we received in the word of God. But that's to discipleship. It's to mobilize the very church to give away what God has given to you, what God has given to me. It's to equip our fellow believers. It's to train up. It's to mentor. It's to disciple. It's to raise up followers of Jesus Christ. Mission Ebenezer, we had just finished restructuring what equipping would look like at our church. I want you to dream with me for a moment. Just like on every freeway, there's an on-ramp that is accessible to those who are driving a car. Every car has to go onto that on-ramp and then make their way onto the on-ramp of vehicles that are already moving or in motion. We want to become a church that will create easily accessible on-ramps to the unbeliever. If somebody comes to our church for the very first time, we want to make sure that that person at that service or that discipleship group or that ministry that you are leading has it at their fingertips and right there at their heart the ability to say yes to Jesus. And when somebody says yes to, yes to Jesus, we want to be able to bring them into the understanding of who Jesus is and that commitment that they are making to follow him. We call those people new believers. Mission Ebenezer say new believers. We just finished writing the curriculum for a new believers class. Where somebody who's making a commitment to Christ can go through eight weeks of learning the Bible. Learning the Bible as a tool and as a resource for their new journey. From there... We just updated and renewed our membership class curriculum. A new believer can then go on and move over into the next lane onto that highway that's already moving. A highway to heaven. Can I hear an amen? They move right on over into our church membership class where they learn about how Mission Ebenezer became one of those entities where a family simply obeyed the call of God. And that was my grandparents, Miguel and Lupe Canales, over 60 years ago when they started the mission, Misión Ebenezer, an all-Spanish-speaking home church out of the Harbor City Projects right here in the South Bay. From there, my parents continued the ministry for over 40 years, faithful unto the Lord. And here we are today. And the work continues. Well, that church jumped onto the highway to heaven. And so the membership class we let people know where we've come from so that they can understand where they can find them, themselves placed in this body and understand the ministries of this house and how they can continue to grow in their faith and in their relationship with God and with the church. That's what equipping looks like. From our membership class, we will strongly encourage every single person to fellowship to participate, to host by opening their homes or to becoming one of our teachers or assistant teachers in home discipleship groups. For five years, we've called them cell groups. But this last year, our leadership team decided to change the name to discipleship groups where people will be discipled in the word of God and taught the word of God 
on an annual schedule where there will be ebbs and flows of weeks when those groups will be coming together and then there'll be times to take a break, especially during the holidays where families can spend time with their, their kids and enjoy the, the time needed to be refreshed. But we want our church to become a discipleship group church where everybody understands and sees that that is actually where you're going to grow in the word of God. If you were to come to church every week for a whole year, that means that 52 times you came and the word of God was open and taught or preached or the word of God brought us together in fellowship and, 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 and fed us spiritually. But go with me for a moment. For three years, Jesus called disciples unto himself. And for three years, the disciples went with Jesus every day for three years. That's over 1,000 days straight where Jesus opened the kingdom of heaven and taught them the kingdom of heaven and the word of God. Do the math. It would require over a decade for us just coming to church on Sundays, receiving the word of God here in the, in the congregation and in the assembly. Imagine how slowly a person would grow in the word of God if only they relied on Sunday morning's message to be fed the word of God. Instead, discipleship groups will teach you how to learn the word of God. The discipleship groups will teach you how to grow in, in teaching the word of God. Our discipleships will be a place where you can ask questions and where explanations and answers can be given so that you can continue to, to grow in your understanding and in your knowledge and in your obedience of the word of God and walking in the kingdom. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Oh, that makes us a little uncomfortable. But pastor's going to continue to encourage it. Pastor's going to continue to challenge us to be trained up in discipleship. Group ministry. Pastor Dozier and Sandra are going to be our directors for our whole church. They're going to continue to help us through our curriculum. They're going to continue to help train up working with both Spanish and English directors seeing to it that we all get trained and taught the word of God with practical, practical elements to learn how to open our homes, how to participate in fellowship, and how to grow. Hallelujah. From our discipleship groups, this is still part of Equip, y'all. From our discipleship groups, it's our leadership development. If God's called you to be a leader, God's called you to lead people and want to grow in your ability to lead, we want to help develop you. And there are pastors and directors here that God's going to use to mentor leaders and to mobilize an army for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 13 says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Unity means that we all grow and mature, you guys, and not stay behind. And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature 
attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for this equipping. It doesn't say so that it would equip his pastors, his directors. It says his people. That means all of us. So we're all called. We all have a ministry, and the Lord wants to bring out all those ministries. In our leadership summit, you guys, we had a spiritual gifts evaluation, right, where it was just an exercise where we answered about 50 questions, and at the end of that, that evaluation, you were able to see some leanings that we already may be displaying or showing in the spiritual gifts that God has given to us. And it was a cool exercise, and those things would be also... Um, led in our in our in our leadership development trainings as well the next movement of our missional statement of restoring equipping is sending everybody say sending if god restores us now he equips us he disciples us he transforms our mind to think like him once we are developed and we are growing right away, just like the Apostle Paul, before he was persecuting Christians, throwing them in jail because he thought that Jesus was, was detracting from God, but he didn't realize that Jesus was the fullness and the wholeness and the perfection and the embodiment of God himself. And at which point Paul realized that Jesus had appeared to him. Guess what happened? God redeemed Saul, gave him a new name, Paul, on his road to Damascus, and thereafter he was healed, and the scales of his eyes fell off. God showed Paul a new way to see things, the kingdom way. And in the same way, when the Lord peels the scales from our eyes, and he shows us his way, then he sends us. He sends us. Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's part of the great commission that Jesus has called us to as disciples of Christ. Mission Ebenezer. God's just getting started. He's sending us. Some of us need to go through the equipping phase right now. Some of us may need to come through the restoration phase right now. Praise the Lord. And that's a blessing. But the Lord's going to bring us all to a place of being sent. And finally, the four cornerstones of the mission are worship, prayer, the word, and service. Where every ministry of our house, of this house, should bring out these four elements. Worship, almighty God and with one another, because we were created for worship. We were restored to worship, and so we come together in corporate worship where miracles happen through prayer corporate prayer 
personal prayer life, intercessory prayer through deliverance and healing. Hallelujah. How many of you believe in the power of prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Next is the word. Through teaching, preaching, evangelism, discipleship, salvation, obedience, you name it. We can continue to unpack what the word means to us. Whether it's spoken, whether it's lived out, whether it's received. The word is very crucial to us because it was one of the ways that God revealed himself to us, which was through his logos, his word. And we are grateful to God for the word that he has given to us. And finally, the last cornerstone of the mission is service. Whether it's through ministry, through missions, through compassion, through pastoral or congregational care, through community care. One of the things that God is burdening us is to know how to care for people in our community. If you know about people in your community that are suffering through loss, sickness, we would love for you on behalf of Christ and on behalf of your church to send a note, to send a love offering, to provide dinner for them. Communicate to us and let us know how we can write a card or a letter to friends in your community to let them know that there's a church that serves the living God and that cares for their, their lives and their soul. Hallelujah. Sometimes people ask what we believe in. What is our doctrine? I don't want to get too much caught up into doctrine. But I do want to share with you that we are, we are a fellowship that is a part of the Assemblies of God which is a Pentecostal movement that continues to equip and train up men and women of God and has a great big heart for missions where one of our identifying markers is our belief in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit and the fullness of the gospel. We believe that the Bible is inspired. We believe in one true God. We believe the Lord Jesus Christ is fully God and fully man. We believe, we believe in the fall of mankind, which is original sin. We believe in the salvation of mankind through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is God himself, Yeshua. We believe in that the ordinances of the church are to be baptized in water for the forgiveness of sins and holy communion when we come together in fellowship in the body of Christ. We believe in the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues. We believe in sanctification, that the Lord can bring us up and help us grow in the word of God. We believe in the church and its mission, capital C, capital M. And we've just fleshed out what that looks like here at our church as well. We believe in ministry. We believe in the ministry of the saints. And that's the very thing that we do when God calls us, each and every one of us, we each have a ministry. Pray and ask the Lord to show you what your ministry is. It may be here. It may be something related to the altar. It may be 
in the world, whatever it is, your church wants to partner with you and help you grow and develop you in that ministry that God has given to you because it's very unique. We believe in divine healing. We believe in the blessed hope that Jesus will come again. We believe in the millennial reign of Christ, that, that the rapture will come one day and Christ will come and reign on earth for a thousand years. We believe in the final judgment, and that's solely in the hands and the responsibility of our Heavenly Father. And finally, we believe in the new heavens and the new earth. And that's all scripture. It's all biblical. It's all there. You can go to our website or the Assemblies of God website at ag.org to learn more about that, should you like. Mission, I want to invite you to stand up.